Hey team, it's Mon, and this is How's Your Head, an extension of the health classes you missed where every week I check in with everyday people and ask that very simple question, how's your head? Together, we'll open up the conversation, break down the stigma, and inspire you to check in with the people that you care about. Let's go. Quick disclaimer here, no one in these episodes is a mental health professional. If you are struggling with your mental health, please contact Lifeline on 131114 today or seek help from your local GP or other mental health professional. Look after yourselves. Hey guys, welcome back to 2023. I'm so excited. We are back with our first How's Your Head episode. Once again, uh, if you missed Monday's episode, I hope you guys had a wonderful new year, safe Christmas, all of that good stuff. I am sure some of you can tell, but I'm back in the studio today at Producey. Very excited. I've got Josh Brown here with me. Josh owns his own business. He also regularly competes in Ironmans, or I was told to call them Iron Boys because they're only half. <laughs> Josh, thank you so much for coming in. First question, how's your head? First of all, my pleasure coming in. I've always wondered what my introduction would be on a podcast, oh, podcast even. <laughs> there we go. And to be fair, I was hoping I'd have a few more highlights than that. Um, you didn't give me any. You didn't send them through, you know. You should have just could edit a few in accolades. later. I'll leave that up to you. Sure. Um, but how's my head? Um, do you want the short or the long answer? Give me the long answer. We're here for the ride. Okay. Well, just a few days ago when you reached out to me about coming into the studio for this, it's actually been something that's been in the back of my mind for a couple of days. And it's something I've been thinking about, not consistently throughout every day, but just like a couple of times a day. And I think over that three or four days it's been since you asked me to come in, if you had have asked me at any different time, it could have been a different answer. Yeah. Um, for example, I think I had a really good weekend planned. I needed a um, a reset and a wholesome weekend after a fairly festive off season. <laughs> yep. Um, so I had the perfect weekend planned. My partner and I went to our friend's house for dinner. We had a barbecue, good night's sleep, got up early Saturday, trained, had a three-hour ride. Sun was out. Everything was perfect. Was heading down to my family's place um, to spend the day with my dad for his birthday it was a hot day, so we're going to be poolside. Super excited. Everything was going well. On the way down, got into a car accident. Oh, no. And then literally after, everyone was fine, so everything yep. was fine. And then literally after that, I was like, if you had have asked me how my head was 30 minutes ago, it would have been so different to now. Like, then I guess experienced different emotions like anger, frustration. It wasn't my fault. but And then anyway, that rattled me for a little bit, let that go. And then went back to the way I was feeling, which then made me think about, I guess, where my head's at and where your mental health is. And I think for me personally, I always have a baseline. Yeah. And so at the moment, I'm happy to say that my baseline is in, in a really good spot. Good. And then say if something like that happens, I'll deviate to being angry, sad, frustrated, or maybe with work, I might be stressed out or something. And then... Other times when I'd say my mental health isn't amazing, my baseline would be bad and then maybe you might catch up with a group of friends and you're laughing for an hour or so and you have that spike of happiness and fun, but then I go down to that baseline. 
Yeah. So I think if I zoom out at the moment, I'm very happy to say that my headspace is good. Good. Wow. I like that answer. I like that. Like, I feel like I was visualizing that as you were saying it, like a line through the middle and then good things happen. The vibes go up. Something maybe bad. I want to, I I can't swear on this podcast. (laughs) No, but something like less good, I will say happens. Like the importance of that baseline being, I guess, in the higher zone so that you're not falling into you know people obviously with mental health conditions might find that their baseline's really low and so improving your baseline I like that concept like I like that idea a hundred percent and it took me that I asked myself that question like multiple times I said and that was only over a few days like yeah just on a daily basis the amount of I guess emotions and things you go through like it's pretty crazy that there's that many things that you can feel on one given day. Yeah, and things change so quickly. Exactly. Right? Like and something happens, like you're like, hell yeah, like such a good weekend, started it right, did this, did that, and then all of a sudden you're like one thing happens, which obviously is like that was big. Having yeah. a car accident sucks. Like that's obviously really great. No one was hurt yeah. or anything. Like that would have been a, maybe a different story. But, you know, it all it takes is literally like 30 seconds of something to go a little bit wrong and then you're like, damn it. Like <laughs> Exactly. Even if you're doing all the right things, it can yeah. change. And then, you know, sometimes you might have it the other way and you're you get lucky and you might be having a bad day and something good happens. So yeah. I guess you just got to roll with the punches. Absolutely. And like things that you can control, like I think that's really important. I've talked about that a couple of times, um, that, you know, control the controllables kind of thing where a car accident, if it's not your fault, especially like that's out of your control. But how do you, how are you resilient in backing that back up and, and making sure that you feel okay after that? Or, you know, you're able to actually go and enjoy your dad's birthday weekend and that doesn't stick around with you sort of thing. So there's actually something that I asked myself. So I was a little bit like frustrated or whatever for a few hours. And then I was like, kept thinking about it. Like, oh, imagine if I left five minutes later, imagine if I did this. And then I was like, oh, so the question I ask myself sometimes, is this going to matter in six months? Answer was no. Is this going to matter in three months? The answer was no. I'm like, well, get over it. Accept it. And then literally then internally I accepted it. I moved on and I was like, there's nothing I can do about it now. Yeah. Let's forget about it. That's really good. Such a good way to think. Yeah. I feel like that's like... I like spit out so many quotes. Yeah, you can <laughs> use that one. Podcast. You know, it's like if it's not going to matter in like five years, don't think about it for more than five minutes or whatever <laughs> it is. That it, That's the same same concept. I love that. I think that's like such a resilient way to think and we're like we try and teach resilience so much and it can be really hard for people. But I think little things like that, like just that little mindset shift of being like, does this actually matter? Like it's okay if it matters to you in the moment, but will this matter in the long term? Is it worth ruining the day over. And if the answer is no, then great. Like we can move on. That's awesome. Exactly. I love That's it. what I decided. I was yeah. like, all right, I've spent enough energy on this. Yeah. I'm done with it. It's my dad's birthday. I had my niece and nephew there and ended up yeah. having a fantastic day with my family. So all yeah. in all, it was a good day. And even like, that's just proof that even if something bad happens, like you can back it up with a good day anyway. Like it doesn't mean that the whole day has to be bad just because one, one bad aspect exactly. kind of occurred. On that, tools for your mental health like how do you stay on top of your mental health how do you keep that kind of mindset because that's like pretty impressive to be honest like how you are able to to do that I think a lot of people wallow and find themselves in that kind of not being able to get out of it question I ask myself is definitely one of the I guess tools I use I think the biggest thing for me which I've realized is if I can align my beliefs and actions together that's when I'm the happiest. So I have, I guess, this 
belief and idea of the person I want to be, whether it's the boyfriend I am, the friend I am, the son I am, the things I want to do, the things I don't want to do. And if I'm sticking to them without fail, I'm happy. If I'm deviating away from those things and not doing the things that I believe in and that align with being the person I want to be, that's when I guess my mental health or my moods or whatever would decline. Yeah. So would you then say that you have a really, like you place a lot of importance on your identity and like your sense of identity? Um, yeah, I guess so. I think that's something that has just helped me, I guess, it's something that's helped me keep my mental health and mood on track. So it probably took me a really long time to realise how to stay on top of things. And for me, I'm not someone that can say, I know you mentioned about my training. It's not like if I just tick all the boxes for my training, that doesn't mean I'm going to be happy. Yeah. I need to do like, I need my training. I need time with my dog. I need time with my partner. I need time with my friends. And I think my beliefs change as well. Like not everyone has, what I believe in now might change to what I believe in 12 months time. So it's kind of not really like a, a set and forget um, program. It's kind of, you're always adapting, beliefs change and yeah, you, my actions need to align with that. Otherwise that's when things change mentally for me. Yeah. So you would say like you're consistently almost like reflecting on what you're doing in order to like keep up with the changing beliefs and things like that. Consistency would be nice, but it's probably <laughs> not until I've gone in a certain direction where I'm like, oh shit, okay, that's why I'm starting to feel like that because I've done X, Y, and Z or because either I've done something I don't want to do or I'm not doing something I want to do. Yeah, That's generally when I guess I start to feel things differently. I feel like that's so common as well. Like we've all got these ideas in our heads of probably first of all who we want to be, but what we want to do and like our actions and like, you know, one of mine is I like want to be a runner so bad. And I I am in a sense, like I run a lot, but I want to be a runner. And for some reason, like there's all these things that stop me sometimes. And so if I stop running or I don't do that, I like really beat myself up about it. And it's like that like part of something that I really want in my identity, like that, it should be like a happy thing for my mental health. And then somehow it turns into this thing where I'm like mad at myself for it. I think that's really interesting that you know, you're able to kind of keep connecting to it and to keep changing it. Because how long have you been doing Iron Boys? Excuse me? (laughs) Iron Uh Man, sorry. So I think I started training almost exactly 12 months ago. But even on that, so like with my training, it's definitely has so many positives. But like you were just saying with running. So I have my program at least a week in advance. And then if I tick off like say – so I'd normally train twice a day, Monday to Friday, and then I'll do a yeah. long session Saturday and Sunday. If say I have an early morning at work and I miss my morning session, then I'm stressed about catching up on that. And then it almost sometimes can cause like a bit of a slight stress anxiety because I'm like, oh no, now after work, I need to go for a ride and a run instead yeah. of doing my ride in the morning and then my run in the afternoon. So I have to be careful with that as well because I guess like you were saying, I want to be committed and dedicated to whatever I'm doing at the time. But sometimes, you know, life gets in the way and I guess Mm. you have to accept that sometimes as well, Yeah, which I'm not very good at. Yeah. I mean, I said it at the start, but you run your own business and you're training. Yeah. You've got a partner, you've got a dog. Yeah. Like that's a lot. How do you balance and socialise? And like you just said, you 
come off a bit of a silly season. Like how do you balance all of that? To be completely honest, I'm still yet to really work that out when I'm training. So for example, in my festive season, I went from zero hours training to within the next seven days, I'll probably do 15 hours for the week. Um, on top of, as you said, running a small, being a small business owner, I can do anywhere between like 40 to 55 hours plus trying to keep my partner happy. Yep. (laughs) Um, Most important thing. Yes. (laughs) She's the most important thing. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, like the things that still make me happy, like spending time with my friends, hanging out with my dog, um, whatever it may be, but yeah, that time for yourself. So I normally will have a window, a very small window of where I'm, everything's perfect balance. I, I can still go out and have a couple of beers with some friends, get my training done the next day, um, a good week's worth of work, and then the following, say, the next weekend. But generally, if I, say, I had a race or something coming up and I'm training, that's all I'm doing. Yeah. And then the other way, if I'm not really training and I've been maybe enjoying myself a little too much on the weekends, that will then snowball into drinking and partying a lot more than yeah. the training. So balance is not my forte. Okay. So you're working it out still? Yeah, you'd think at 32 I'd probably have a better <laughs> idea, but you can't rush some things. No. And, well, I mean, as you said, like you only just started doing Ironmans. Yeah. Like, I mean, 12 months ago, that's not that long really. Yeah. Like you've been going for a pretty short amount of time and so like getting into it and keeping that up, even for a year, like that's – it's full on. Like you haven't – were you doing anything before that or did you just go like straight into like the most intense – thing that you could do like I'd, triathlons and Ironmans and stuff are insane <laughs> I'd always wanted to do one yeah. and I'd always um stayed pretty fit like I used to play footy then had a knee reco so I didn't play footy for ages and then yeah I'd go between going to gym and I've kind of boxed on and off maybe since I was like 18 but they're gym and boxing for me like I'll go for like three or four months and love it and then like I'll miss a session and then I miss a few more and then I won't go for three months. Or I get a bit bored in the gym as well. Yeah. Um, so I was doing stuff before that, but I actually was away last New Year's camping and saw I was away with some mates and then we had a Polaroid camera and I was absolutely fat as a house when I saw those photos <laughs> and was like, it's time to do what? something. And I knew it had to be extreme. So, oh, so it's old age that's really yeah, kicked you in the butt, the, huh? the old age <laughs> and too many beers in the belly. So I decided to, yeah, it was something I always wanted to do and it was COVID. Yeah. So you couldn't go to gyms. I couldn't go to boxing. I was like, well, I can still run. I can still swim. I was swimming in the ocean. It was freezing Jesus. cold. Yeah. Um, and you can ride a bike. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like the, the obvious answer. Mm. Just do an Ironman. How'd you get into that actually? Like you just talk, I know that's kind of off topic to mental health, but just I reckon there's probably people who listen to this and go, I wonder how I got into it. Um, like how, did you, did you just like sign up and start training? Like what do you do? Yeah, I think the idea of like an Ironman or a triathlon just like putting yourself through something so hard and physically and mentally being in pain is actually appealing to me to kind of just see <laughs> Wait, <are> you okay? <laughs> how far you can like no, I get it. push yourself and commit. Like I knew it was going to take work and I actually, I wanted to challenge myself. Yeah. Um, and I knew if I just went back to gym or boxing or whatever, it wasn't really going to be a challenge. So 
decided to do it. And I think it was like 12 weeks later I did um, the my first half Ironman after Jesus. that. Yeah. 12 weeks. Yeah. That's So it's achievable. Yeah. Because I'm nothing special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just boxed with yeah. the gym and play yeah. footy. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's awesome. So how, like, how has that affected your mental health in terms of, say, before you started doing this training and then, like, talking about, obviously, you know, really doing something that challenges you so much, like that almost, do you feel really proud of yourself in that? Like how does that affect you, the way you feel about yourself and also just your mental health in general? I actually had a real little proud moment the other day. My dad's had some um, health problems yeah. with his heart and he had to go on to do this treadmill test and he had to get to a certain speed or whatever. And then after the test, he called me and he was really struggling. He's like, I was thinking about watching you doing your um, Ironman stuff and that's what got me through. Oh, how nice is that? Yeah, so that was good. Dad's okay too, which is good news. Yeah, I was going to say, how's he doing? Um, So, yeah, I guess I am proud of myself. Yeah. Um, It's pretty massive just to be like, you know what, I'm going to try it. First of all, something new because I feel like that's – like people don't like getting uncomfortable and doing something and putting themselves in a new situation. And I mean, you're not just doing like new exercise, but it's a whole new community, I'm assuming. Like, is there like, have you made mates there? And are there people that you know that are I new have. now? Yeah. And like, there's like a massive community with yeah. triathlons. Um, yeah. I literally caught up with last weekend, the weekend before, like maybe a couple of mates from Queensland that were down. Um, I literally speak to one of the guys I met through it like a couple of times a week, I, I ended up getting a coach. So he's oh, awesome. now become one of my friends. Like I see yeah. him whenever he's down in Melbourne or if I go up there, we speak outside of triathlon talk as well. So yeah, yeah no, it's been, it's been really good. I've enjoyed it. How good's that as well? Like you go in being like, I just want to get fit and like challenge myself and there's all these other things. And then all of a sudden you've got something, you know, you're making new mates at 32, which I know like that can be really hard for people. Yeah. I know you and Dan, like such little social butterflies. Yeah. Like I know that, but like, that's awesome. Like you probably, do you feel like you've gotten more out of it than you expected? I think so. I think physically um, and mentally, I think what I probably got out of it the most out of doing triathlons would be knowing that you can do more than you think. Yeah. So when I did my first one, I wanted to do it in under six hours, which I think was it was pretty modest and I ended up doing it in like four hours, 50 oh, or so something. so smashed it. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I don't think I actually ever really believed in myself as much as I should. Yeah. Always kind of like, you know, questioned it or whatever. Um, so, yeah, probably – a bit more belief in myself than I yeah. have, which is nice to get at 32. Yeah. I was... Or 31. I don't know how old I would have been then, but either way, I'll take 32. it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I know I kind of already touched on this a little bit, but I want to know like your number one top tip for staying on top of your mental health now. And I don't want it to have anything to do with your training. <laughs> like besides um, that, bes- what do you do for yourself besides that? I think... Like I said before, for me, there's no one thing I can do and it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the same for everyone, but there's there's layers Yeah. for me. Um, as I said, like I need time. I need me time. Yeah. I need time with my friends. I need quality time with my partner. Um, I need to spend time with my dog. <laughs> I need training. There's a lot of boxes for me to tick. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I honestly couldn't really say there's a there's a one thing that is absolutely essential. Like there's multiple things for me. It's yeah. a balance of 
things. I reckon that would be pretty common as well. Like yeah. There'd be a few different aspects that people are like, you know, this is what helps me even day to day. Like I reckon, you know, maybe one day, maybe someone's not doing a triathlon, but yeah. maybe one day they want to, you know, bike ride. Maybe one day they want to meditate. Maybe one day they want to go for a swim, whatever it is. Like it doesn't have to be exercise either, but just thinking about things that are generally good for our mental health. Um, exactly. It doesn't I, have to be the same. I think with work as well, like it can depend on my working week. Sometimes yeah. things are pretty cruisy and, you know, I might have a 30-hour work week and then there's other times where literally like I'll be laying in bed and I can't switch off because I'm like, oh, I need to do this tomorrow. This person's been asking for this for four days. I haven't got it back to them. So I think it really depends on where I'm at for what I need. Yeah. What yeah. do you do like to help you sleep? I reckon that's a massive one. Is there any? Is there anything I'm that you found worth? I'm a good sleeper. Work? Okay, that's I good. I am a good sleeper. That's, I feel like with your training as well, surely you're just yeah. absolutely knackered. I think that helps. Yep. And then I go to bed really early and I wake up relatively early. So I'm in bed by like 8.30, maybe 9 o'clock would be a late night. Okay. Um, so wait, what time do you get up? At the moment, I'm getting up at quarter past five, but I'm easing back into it. And so is that to train? That's or is to that train. Just, yeah. yeah. So, Jeez, so ideally, is... I will get up a little bit earlier, but first week back, I'm just easing oh, into just, it. Oh, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be nice to yourself, especially yeah. after uh, the silly season. Have you found it's been a bit harder it to adjust ha- again, like after just going back to kind of normal it life? It has, but my partner was getting up at 5 every day and I was doing 5 nothing. 5 a.m. So club. it was a bit of salt in the wound because okay. then she'd come back and just tell me how. She's like, oh, I got it at gym today. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh. And then she'd be like, what did you do? And I was like, still laying in bed. I'm like, oh, I, di- I did some work. Did nothing. Did <laughs> yeah. nothing. So that was a motivator. Yeah. Um, That's good. I yeah. just did a, like my um, podcast this week. I talked all about community support and like how important that is for everything, but particularly like fitness and exercise and getting yeah. people around you doing the same things. And I feel that too. Like if my partner gets up to do something in the morning and I'm like, oh, no, now I need to go do something. Or he's like after work and he's like, yeah, I'm going to do a workout. I'm like, oh, now I need to do something. Yeah, like, what I do you mean? Like, <laughs> same. I was like, damn. I'm like, Jordan, you're better than me. I'm like, <laughs> I, I need to be better. Are you real competitive, would you say? Yeah. Do you think that is, I mean, obviously doing triathlons and stuff, do you think that's like a, a main factor for why you keep doing it? And do you think it's, I want to know if it's like against other people or do you reckon that's more against yourself? At the, well, in triathlons, I'm pretty late to the sport. So I'm only competing against myself. Yeah. Um, like. Are you in age groups? I'm an age group. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like in the last one, what did I, I came like maybe, maybe like 50th or something. That's pretty good. Yeah. Bloody hell. So, 12 months in, 50th um, in the I'm race. I'm not that's, troubling that's anyone right. on the podium at the moment. <laughs> Actually, 12th was my best oh. in uh a shorter distance one. So, but yeah, no, it's just against myself and more to hold myself accountable yep. um, between races. Yeah. I'm intrigued by that. I feel like that's like a massive thing, especially at this time of year, like everyone's real motivated to get up and try something new. new so, you, you know, if anyone wants to go bloody try an Iron Boy or I mean, <laughs> have a red hot crack, talk to Josh, see what happens. Um, all right. I want to know. This is like a weird question, but I want to know if there is a time that you can think about recently where you felt like the world showed you kindness and you felt like happy to be here, I guess. You should always feel happy to be here, but you know what I mean. Extra happy. I like to be grateful, so I am happy to be here and I like to stop and smell the roses and be grateful for the things that I do have. But to be honest, I'd probably say I'm due for some kindness from the world. Okay. Um. 
We actually, yeah, my, everyone's 22, 2022 was pretty rough, but we yeah. had an extra rough one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last probably act of kindness I would have seen was on the weekend. Okay, recent. From my, wasn't for me, but it was for someone else. My partner, we'll just go into the supermarket and there was a homeless person at the door of the supermarket. My partner stopped, had a conversation with him, asked him what he'd like. Uh, we went to the supermarket, supermarket, came out, she gave him what he wanted, had another little chat and I thought that was beautiful and I'd like to yeah. do more of that kind of stuff. But yeah. I think I've always like felt uncomfortable or almost like a little bit awkward and that was something that I thought was really beautiful of her. Isn't that lovely? I feel exactly the same as you with that. Like you want to you wanna help people, you want to be able to like and it shouldn't be that hard, right? Like you said, she just goes, has a chat ask what he needs, that's fine. Like it shouldn't be this whole thing. Like it's like you have the want to help. I think like things like people like Ned Brockman and stuff, have oh, you listened to much of him? He, was, you know, he does so much for yeah. that and that's absolutely awesome. But how how lovely. That's so nice of you, partner. You, yeah. You're surrounding yourself with someone very yeah. good, it sounds. 5 a.m. Oh, club, yes. helping people. We love that. Yeah. God, why didn't I get her on here? <laughs> Maybe in a few weeks' time. <laughs> Just kidding. Unless unless you're listening, Jordan, and you want to go. <laughs> um, talking about gratitude, like do you actively practice gratitude or do you feel like it's just something that you naturally do day to day anyway? A little bit of both. Yeah. Um. So sometimes, once again, my partner and I will – not play a game, but like at the end of the day, we might be laying in bed or before we go to sleep and we'll be like, if we've both had shitty days or something, we'll be like, all right, we'll just have three things you're grateful for. And yeah. we'll literally lay in bed, almost the last thing we do before we go to sleep. And even if it's something as simple as we have a house to live in, yeah. we had three meals today, Hugo, our dog, normally gets a mention in there. Um, <laughs> the dogs always yeah. get a mention. <laughs> so I do like to um, practice being grateful because yeah. we are very fortunate. Um, and I do appreciate that. So yeah. I've probably never really had trouble with gratitude. Do you, did you find last year, I know you said obviously that was like a tough year for you, Did do you think you found that that was harder to do in yeah. rough times? So our year was much harder because my partner actually lost her mum, Yeah, which was her only parent. Oh, I'm really sorry to hear Yeah, that. so that was a really tough maybe, well, it's still tough now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was hard to be grateful then, but I guess even when something like that happens, you look around and the amazing support we had from like the, her extended family, my friends and family, like my friends and family were absolute champions. Like everyone supported us. Everyone was there. Yeah. Everyone's done absolutely everything they could to make yeah. Jordan and myself feel supported. Yeah. So I was super grateful for that. Um, and I think in times like that, if you don't try and find some kind of positive, like you need that. You yeah. actually need it in times like that. Yeah. It's hard to, uh, I know as well, it's hard to support someone through that. Isn't yeah. It? Like even, you know, obviously you can't even imagine how hard it was for your partner, but yeah. to also support someone and to know how to be people, to mm. be there, sorry, for people through something like that is pretty, pretty crazy as well. Did you find that you also kind of had to take care of yourself in that way so you could help take care of her as well yeah well I guess that comes back to that thing where I was saying before like my actions need to align with my beliefs like it was it yeah. was so hard like I would literally watch my partner cry herself to sleep every night she still yeah. does sometimes now mm. um and it was hard on me but I knew it wasn't about me and I knew the boyfriend I want to be 
which I was and I have been, so I'm proud of myself, which makes myself feel good about that. Yeah. Where I guess if I took the other option and wasn't so supportive, I would not feel like that, which in turn would be even worse for my mental health because I feel like I would have not only let her down, I let myself down and that's not the kind of person I wanted to be or want to be. Yeah, wow. So. I really like that. I lo- like you're so like strong on that with the the identity and the yeah. making sure that you're aligning with that because I think a lot of people will say things and think things and want to do things and not actually act on it in order yeah. to be that person. So that's yeah, that's very good. Yeah, I'm like you're inspiring me at the moment. I'm still working <laughs> on it. Like yeah, it's um something that's taken a long time to get to, but yeah, yeah it's definitely still something. That do I'm you reckon on. like as you've grown up that has become way more important? Like, would you think about yourself 10 years ago at, say, 22? Why well, you wouldn't have wanted to interview <laughs> me 10 years ago. <laughs> well, I don't know. Not if this is I PG, know. I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Last question, arguably the most important Go for on. some people. Now, this was originally just song, one song, mm. but uh, deal change the rules. So it's oh. now as many songs as you want. Yep. Songs, say you are having a rough day. Yeah. Real rough. Something's happened. You're not feeling good. You're on the floor. One song that would get you crying up and about. You can be crying if you. I don't want to make Typical. it too. I don't want to make it too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Too sad for you. <laughs> um, one song or three songs or five songs. Is it one or three. I don't know. I keep saying one, but you can literally give me as many as you want. Gets you up and about again. When what? I'm sad, I want to be sad. I don't okay. want that song to you get don't me want up the and pump about. Up. No. So okay. Interesting. I'm not getting pumped up. I. Just I need that. I need to hit rock bottom. You want to be in your feels. I, back up. I get it. I like um, that. I appreciate that. So, but say I was feeling all right and I need to get pepped <laughs> up. Um, I'd probably go with. So one of my favorite songs <laughs> to get me say if I was feeling <laughs> all right and I wanted to feel good yep. would be Freak Like Me. Oh, Freak Like Me. Freak cool. Like, yep. Similar to Freak Me. <laughs> Also by Nombe. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Bill Withers, Lovely Days, always a feel good tune for me. Lovely. Do you have one off the top of your head? I want to know one now, now that you've said you like to get sadder, which it's that's so funny because I'm exactly the same. Yeah. What is that song that makes you sad? Oh, I have an embarrassing one. Go, say it. Do you, I remember when I was like 15 or no, probably younger, like 14, and I was in love with this girl. She didn't love me back. Aww. And this was her MySpace song. So. <laughs> And then I used to listen to it. Give her a shout out. Who was it? <laughs> um, do you remember that song that, Hey There, Delilah? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Plain White Tees. Oh, we love that. I'm going to mm. add it just for funsies, I reckon. Just if you want to get your feels. 14 that's crying. If you feel, if you feel <laughs> even worse, that'd be song. fantastic. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so good. Well, that's all from you. Thank you so much for coming on. I reckon that was awesome. I reckon people are going to listen to that and be like, wow, Josh is super emotionally intelligent. That was great. That would be the first time I've ever heard that. So if you get that feedback, please send it through. I'll send a screenshot. That's fine. No, but thank you very, very much for coming on. I think that was wonderful. Thanks for having us. No worries. Hey team, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be a huge help for me and the health classes you missed if you could like, follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. And if you want to stay up to date with me, make sure you come and follow me on the health classes you missed on Instagram or THCYM underscore podcast on TikTok. Thanks guys. See you later.